something happens in body I'm sick and I, I just can't recover from this thing what happens the body holds each other up we bear each other's burdens not just are you not feeling well oh I'm sorry man hope you feel better bye bye well hello everybody this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode right here on Kingdom Rock Radio well on today's episode we're going to start a new series and this series is entitled, It's Time for a Tune-Up. We're going to tune up the church. In so many ways, we have gotten off of what the church was really meant to be. So we're going to go back into the book of Acts and glean out some truths of how the church really should be and how we need to relate to Jesus and how we need to relate to each other. So that's what this series is about. And I pray that you stick around with the entire series because we really do need a tune up. All right. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can find this message and so much more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a Roku device, check out our channel. Just search for Kingdom Rock TV and you'll find us right there. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message. This is Tune Up, part number one, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Today we'll be speaking from the uh, subject or the series entitled Tune Up. Tune Up, it's time for a tune up. It's time for a tune up. And that's what the Lord gave me. It's time for a tune up. And you'll see this as we go through the series today and what it actually means. Uh, online community, welcome. We welcome you in the mighty name of Jesus. Kingdom Rock, let's give a good hand of applause for our online community. Wherever you are all around the world, we celebrate you today and we tell you that you are a part of this service. You're not watching or listening to us by accident, but you are here for a purpose and God has a word for you and we're glad that you're here. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start with our confessions again. We, we um, had these confessions in our last series. We're going to carry them forth into this series as well and just continue to keep the word of God before us. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, start our confessions. You can uh, read them with me. We're going to read them loudly, uh, slowly for some of us. Me? Uh, loudly, slowly, and let's read it enthusiastically, okay? Amen. Let's go. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, does it say Jesus Christ? All right, praise the Lord. I thought it was Christ Jesus again. Okay, we're good. Let's start again. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I am getting better, better every day in every way. I'm, I'm getting better. My body is healed. I am free from death. I am blessed beyond measure. Good things are happening to me and for me. I am always safe and secure. I am happy, healthy, and whole. I am leading others to Christ, and I am fulfilling my divine destiny. I am filled with all the fullness of God, and his love circulates in and through my life. I am at peace and at rest in my Father's love. Amen. All right. So 
please continue to keep those words before you and continue to confess those. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and look. Our journey starts here in the book of Acts, Acts the second chapter, Acts the second chapter, verses 42 through 47. We're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned tune-up. All right, but first we've got to see how things should actually be. And uh, when the church began here in Acts, the, you know, the birthing of the church in the book of Acts, uh, we see how the church was, and let's see where we are today. Now, the challenge is when you see something in the Word and you say, wow, so-and-so is not like that at all. They really need to change. What I want you to do is turn that finger right back around to yourself and say, Lord, it is I. Please change me. Are you hearing? This is not a finger-pointing finger-pointing thing, we all have to see ourselves in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Other than that, we can't change. Amen. We can't change. So let's go. Acts, the second chapter, verse 42 through 47 out of the uh, uh, New International Version. This is what it says. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the mighty or rather at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Awesome. Amen. Amen. So I want you to notice something. Here in the early church, the people were devoted. King James said they continued steadfastly. And that comes around, of course, interpreted to the same word here as devoted. The word devoted means to give oneself to something or to something to really fully commit. So the first word, the first hot word we want to see today is that we should all be committed, fully committed and fully devoted. Fully committed and fully devoted, one to prayer. Fully committed, not half-heartedly. And because, listen, understand something. Many in today's modern day church have really um, switched from a doer to a spectator. Remember, I told you about the, uh, the, the person that was sitting on the sofa. I say person, I'm not going to genderize it. The person who sat on the sofa, uh, sofa, Lord help me. Um, um. Person that sat on the sofa and they were sitting there day in and day out watching uh, the workout channel, watching the people do aerobics on the workout channel and all that. And they, every day they watched it and they, you know, they, they're drinking their drink and they're eating their this and that. And they were just watching them. And for some reason, they were so disappointed six months later when they didn't lose any weight. They were so disappointed that things were not working out the way they thought it should be. Now, why? Why did that happen? They saw somebody do it, but they themselves never did it. And this is my concern is that we in the modern day church 
have slipped into that sort of mindset, that sort of mindset or, or mentality or framework where we let one or two people do the heavy lifting and we may cheer them on, but we do none of it and expect everything to change. The Lord has called us all, every member of the body of Christ to work. Every last part of us to work. Hallelujah. So what I'm hearing today, what I'm here to do today is help to encourage you, encourage you, because there's more to you and more for you than you know about. First part of our tune-up is that we've got to be devoted, not just to watch someone else do it, but we actually have to do it ourselves. Are you hearing? We have to do it ourselves. So for in the, uh, the, at the... Um, Onset of the church, everybody devoted. They, they were devoted to prayer. They were devoted, devoted to fellowship, to love one another, devoted to breaking of bread. In other words, they had communion and they ate meals together. They went house to house. You know, when everything starts with prayer, it's easy for me. If I'm praying for you, it's easy for me to, to bring you into my house. Because the love of God pours up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm interested in your family. I'm loving you as Christ has loved me. You know, I'm, I'm loving you. We're praying for each other. It's easy for all this to flow right out of that. But if we're not first devoted to praying for each other, devoted to fellowship, to love one another, Devoted, devoted to having communion and honoring the Lord's table, honoring his body and his blood, then this is not going to happen. You're not going to go sell your property and give to somebody else in need in the church. Give me a break of that Kit Kat. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to go if you got two or three houses, you're going to go and sell what you got and give it to somebody else that you don't even know, that you're not even praying for? Are you hearing? You got two or three cars. You say, well, I need, I need, if I give my, I got five cars. What I'm going to drive on Tuesday if I give them all out? You know, why would you share with someone that you're not devoted to pray for? Now, devoted here again means committed. You're fully committed. That is, no matter how you're feeling, you're going to pray and you're going to call their name out before the Lord. No matter how you're feeling, you're going to be there in the fellowship. You're going to be there in the gathering. No matter what's going on, you have made a commitment. You are devoted, devoted to the Lord's table. You have decided to give yourself to the Lord. And that first starts with prayer. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, let me give you this picture, this image, before we go any further. I saw a man uh, sitting at a table, and he was at some sort of bistro or restaurant or something. And uh, he was sitting at a round table, nice flower on the table. This is what I saw. And uh, he asked the, the waiter for a nice steak, nice T-bone steak. And the waiter goes back to the kitchen, and he comes back, and he brings him a saucer with a piece of bologna on it. And he puts that down on the table and says, hey, you really like that. And he walks away. Well, when the man got up and left, the waiter expected to get a tip. How many of you know there was no tip? Because he did not give him what he wanted. The man wanted a steak. He got a bologna. Here's, what I wanted, uh, here's the burden that I want you to begin to carry. How often are we giving Jesus bologna? 
when he's asked us to do certain things. We say, Lord, that's too hard. Lord, that's too difficult. They get on my last nerve. I'm not going to do that. You're giving him baloney. He's sitting there waiting on a steak. And you serve him baloney and expect him to be happy about it. Say with me, no more baloney. No more. Are you hearing me? Amen. Give the Lord what he asks for. And one of the things that he asks us to do is to pray. Amen. Now to that end, I saw this word plow, P-L-O-W, plow. And the, 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 the thought came to me, how are you plowing? How are you plowing? Now I want you to hear this because every letter in this word, in the word plow, has, um, has a specific meaning. And if you, as you really get into this, you'll understand. I want you to see this and see yourself. See yourself. And, it's, and I want you to ask yourself, am I giving God steak or am I giving him baloney? He's asked for this, but what am I giving him? Are you hearing? Let's look at the word plow. The word P, the letter, the letter P in plow means to pray. How are you praying or are you praying? We're going to talk about praying. The L in plow is love. How are you loving or how are you fellowshipping with God and with your fellow believers? Because it really does matter. It matters that the man that says, I love God, but I can't stand your folk, Lord. Woo, you are so out of order. It's not even funny. Are you hearing me? So the P in plow is prayer. How are you praying? How are you associating with God? And the L is how you love or fellowshipping with others. The O, really, this is sort of a stretch, but how are you operating in the word? You know, W-O-R-D. Yeah, I knew it. But how are we treating the word of God? How are we treating the word? This is very important. I pray you hear this. How are you treating God's word? How are you treating his word? How are you treating his word? Is it once a week? Is it once every while? How are you treating this word? How are you plowing? And the W is worship. How are you worshiping? How do you worship? How do you worship? We're going to talk about that. So these are things that we're going to talk about in this series. We're going to break every last one of these down. And uh, we're going to have a tune-up. Because we need to shift, shift from where we are. If where we are is off, if, if, if we are out of alignment, well, then let's get back into alignment with what the Bible says. Remember, your Bible is like God's menu. He's sitting at his table, and he's ordering from you something from your life. This is his menu. And on this menu, he's talking about prayer. On his menu, he's talking about loving and worshiping. And of course, his word. He's ordering all this from you. He's saying, give me this. So he's sitting at his table. Is he going to get steak from you or is he going to get baloney? And see, a baloney relationship, it's just all of that. I mean, we, you say, does he still love you? Of course he still loves you. Hallelujah. But is he pleased with your life? Is he pleased with your service? It's mighty quiet in here. So first of all, let's talk about the word uh, prayer. We're going to be devoted to prayer. Devoted to prayer. And really, prayer shows you the condition of your heart. Prayer shows you the condition of your heart. If you don't really have an active prayer life, that tells me that there is some pride in your life. 
Because when you don't pray, you're saying, I got this. I don't need to consult you. I got this. I can handle this. But when you're seeking the Lord in prayer, you are saying, Lord, I cannot do this myself. I need you. I need you. I cannot do this without you. I am desperate for you. you I, I require your help and assistance. But when we refuse to pray, you're taking matters into your own hand, and by your actions, you're confessing, I'm a prideful person. Okay, so let's tune up. Let's tune it up. Are you hearing? Let me show you some uh, verses of Scripture as it relates to prayer. Let's start here in James 5. James 5, verses um. Just one verse, verse 16 out of the uh, Amplified Bible, classic edition. This is how it reads, James 5, verse 16. It says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another. Why? That you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. All right? So the first thing the Lord tells us to do, we're going to have to, number one, confess our faults one to another. Now, I did not say grab a microphone and tell all your business. But listen, if you're praying for them, the Holy Spirit will give you a good nudge who's a safe place and who is more mature to handle this sort of confession. Are you hearing me? Amen. Everybody can handle that. Amen. Are you hearing me? They can't handle it. They're not mature just yet. But the Lord will show you who is more mature, who you can confess. Hey, man, I'm, you know, I... I slipped up and I had a drink. I slipped up and, you know, I went to the club and I, I shook it off. I just shook it off. I, 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 I turned up for what? I was there last night. I'm really having a terrible time, terrible issue. You know? But listen, when you're praying for someone, God will show you, hey, maybe one person or two or three people that you're confessing, them, getting that off of your heart. Or you may say, hey, I'm afraid. I'm having, some, I'm having a hard battle with fear. Because fault, a, a, a fault also means a weakness. I'm having a terrible time with this. I'm having a terrible time. Would you pray with me? But, you know, sometimes we don't want to ask people uh, for prayer because it makes us feel like we're small or little or less than spiritual. And that should not be. Are you hearing? So the Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. In other words, there is healing in the corporate gathering. Healing when we pray one for another. 
And when you're praying, the Holy Spirit can also reveal some things to you. Pray about their finances. They didn't ask for it, but pray this and, and pray about that. Pray about their children and their grandchildren. The Holy Spirit will, will reveal it to you when we're praying one for another. Here again, tune up. How often do we pray? How often do you call other people's names out in your fellowship? How often do you pray for them as vehemently and strongly as you pray for yourself? And I tell you, being in a small church is such a blessing. Because again, it leaves us with no excuse. You should be able to know everybody's name and call everybody's name out before the Lord. Lord, bless them. Bless her. Bless Jean. Bless, bless Nick. Bless them, Lord. Bless and just pray over them. And whatever is really on you, you're praying for them. Whatever you need, you're praying for them. Can you do that? We're talking about a tune-up. Praying one for another. It's important that you do it. It's important that you do it. If we do not do it, you're serving bologna and not steak. You didn't give him what was on the menu. The first thing he says is pray for one another. Confess your faults as the Lord, as the Lord shows you, and then pray one for another that you may be healed. There is healing in the corporate body. This is one reason why some of us can't get over a hurdle because it's going to take the body to help pray you through. It takes the body to pray you through. Hallelujah. It's good to get prayer from the pastor. Hallelujah. It's good to get prayer from the minister staff. Hallelujah. But there is another power. There's another anointing that erupts, that comes up corporately when we all pray one for another. When we get involved in that. See, that's something, again, that we got to do. You say, well, I don't know anybody's name. Well, what you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm a, I've seen this person six months I still don't know their name well say hey person I've known you six months I don't know your name can you help me what's your name again Tay Tay okay Tay Tay I'm going to be praying for you how you spell that T-A-T-A -A, I think okay or T-A-Y I don't know I don't know why your mama named you Tay Tay but praise God that's a good name hallelujah are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So, how many of us will, will ask your neighbor, please pray for me? Are you, was that a question? I said ask your neighbor, but tell your neighbor. But you understand what I'm saying? Pray for them. How many of you would say, I would love for my church congregation to pray for me? Amen. To pray for me. Yes. See, what are we asking you to do? This is the word. This is a word. Pray one for another. Pray one for another. And of course, it means that talking about the, the church at large, yes, the people in your community, yes, people in your house, yes, but more specifically, it's talking about the fellowship. Pray one for another. Amen? All right, so we're going to be devoted to prayer. Let me show you something else here in uh, Luke 18. Luke 18. Now, you have to catch the flow of this. Uh, Luke 18, verses number 1 through 8 of uh, the New Living Translation and uh, listen to what the Lord Jesus is saying here. He says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story uh, to show that they should always pray and what? And never give up. Always pray and never give up. Pray without ceasing. Always pray and never give up. All right. This is a lifestyle the Lord's trying to communicate to us today. It's a lifestyle of prayer. 
There are some things that you'll pray for five minutes and get up and you go. Other things, it may take you years. Maybe before the Lord for a very long time. Always pray and never give up. Say that with me. I will always pray and never give up. All right, then he gives us a, a, nice, uh, an, a, a nice story about this, a parable. It says here, there was a judge in a certain city, he said, uh, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm reading the Bible. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Now, back to narrator voice. <laughs> then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him how often? Day and night. Will he, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? All right. In other words, who are still consistently praying, who are still consistently seeking his face. Now, again, always pray. Don't give up. There are some things that you're going to pray about for five minutes and then go, then go along, then go away. But then there are other things that you're going to have to continue to stay before the Lord day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. And the fault here is praying until something happens. Praying until a door opens. Continuing to stay, continuing to stay before the Lord. So we're going to get back to this very thought in just a minute. But now let's go to First uh, Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 22. Now, of course, when you're here, you can always put, drop these verses down uh, so that you can go back and review them later. And when the audio is available, video is available, go ahead and get it and just review them again. Because uh, we'll be reading the reading God's rich word. Now, again, First Thessalonians verses, rather, chapter five, verse twelve through twenty-two of New Living Translation. Let's look at this. It says, "Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work." and live peaceably with each other. Verse 14, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Just wonderful things off of God's menu, things he tells us to do. You have to ask yourself, am I giving God baloney or am I giving him steak? might give him what he's asking for. And he goes on down, verse 15, see that no one pays back evil for evil, 
but always trying to do good to each other and to all people. Are you hearing? Look at verse 16. Always be joyful. And what's verse 17? Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, or don't quench the Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now again, we see in Psalm verse 17, don't stop praying. Now that does not mean, oftentimes you can pray with your eyes closed. But when I'm driving down the road, other drivers appreciate me keeping my eyes open when I'm praying. They all appreciate, they may not say it to me, Gene, but they all appreciate me keeping my eyes open when I'm praying. Now, this is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle of prayer. When your spirit man is calling out before the Lord. Now, if you hear this, if you hear this, Many times when your body is calling for something, uh, it may not be hungering for more food or for physical intimacy. Keeping that PG. It could be very well your spirit man that is hungering for God. And your body is interpreting, is interpreting that as, oh, I have to have physical gratification when in fact, what's going on is the real you is yearning for connection with him. You really want connection with him. Your spirit is wanting that connection. You're hungering and thirsting for him. You want to get in his presence. You say, well, I don't know. Listen, there's a certain kind of appetite that is good. But when it goes beyond that, it becomes very bad. And it's not always, again, it's not always, again, your body's correct because sometimes it is not. Your spirit man is longing for connection. And when you're longing for connection with the Lord, I'm telling you, you're going to, there are going to be times I call them prayer fits. Boy, I can go down the road and just have a prayer fit. Just stop praying for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come up here and I'm just praying. But see, I enjoy being in the presence of God. I enjoy praying for you. Hallelujah. So there'll be many times you may be in the parking lot. Oh, oh, it's Pastor praying again. He's mighty loud. I try to keep it down, but sometimes I just can't keep it down. And when you're seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, when you're praying for other people, it makes it easier for you uh, to sense or detect when someone else needs prayer around you. I've gone into places and I felt like I was suffocating, really suffocating, that the air was getting very thin. I said, my God, what's going on in here? I thought it was the place, but then I walked out. I felt better, walked back in. I said, okay, where is this coming from? I found the source of the problem. And I said, ma'am, may I pray for you? Please, may I pray for you? Yes. And I prayed and that thing lifted. Hallelujah. God will show you someone else's burden as you make yourself active in praying for others. I'm telling you, he will show you the burdens of others. And this is why the church is supernatural. 
Today, in today's modern day culture, the, the church is not really seen as a supernatural place where God lives and dwells among his people. But when you ask just the man on the street about Christians in church, the first word that comes up are hypocrites. Or those who point fingers, those who would judge me, those who will condemn me. That's not the word. That's not what God has ordered from us. Are you hearing? So let's look a little bit further here. Let's go, let's go now to Luke 11. Go back to Luke 11. Let's pick up on this thought about praying without ceasing. Praying always. Praying always. So you're praying. There'll be moments in your car. You're praying moments in your bedroom. You're praying getting up early in the morning. You're praying at night. Praying. I'm not making this a ritualistic form for you, but I'm telling you that, that as you open yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm here. Use me. God knows who needs what and when they need it. Are you hearing? Look at this. Luke 11, verses uh, 8 through 13. And it says here, the King James Version, it says, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as much as, his, as he needeth. Of course, this is the account where the man comes in town and he has a friend that comes to his house. He doesn't have anything to set before him. And uh, he goes to his friend that has the resources and he knocks on his door and says, give me. He wouldn't for a while, but he did eventually give to him because of his importunity or his shameless persistence. I want you to see what verse 19 or rather verse 9 says here. He says, and I say unto you, now here's the secret of prayer. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he uh, shall ask for an egg, uh, will he offer him a scorpion? Called defects on whoever that. <laughs> Parenting class. Verse 13, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give uh, the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, notice it says, ask and you shall receive. The correct translation here is to ask and keep on asking. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Now, once you understand something, the word ask here uh, in the Greek means to call for. It does mean to, uh, to inquire or to petition, but it also means to call for. Now, if I already know that Gene has given me the $100, and that $100 is sitting right here. I don't see it right now. But if Gene has already given me $100 and it's sitting right here, hint, hint. Now, why would I keep asking Gene for something that he's already given me? 
Gene, give me the hundred dollars. Gene, give me the hundred dollars. Gene, give me a hundred dollars. Sound like an auctioneer. Give me a hundred dollars, hundred, hundred, hundred dollars, hundred, 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 hundred. Gene, 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 please, oh Gene, 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 give me a hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Oh Gene, 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 give me a hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Okay, why would I keep asking him for something that he's already given me? Right. So it is not I'm petitioning him, petitioning him uh, to give me something that I don't have. God is already, there are a number of things in the word of God that the Lord has already said yes and amen to, and he's actually already given it to you. The word ask also means to call for. To call for. Okay, this has been given to me. I thank you, Lord, that I have it. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. And I call for this from your presence. I call for this from your presence. Once I have called for it, remember it says ask, seek, and knock. Once you have initially called for it from the presence of the Lord, it is yours. Then you continue, and actually the next, the, the two parts after this is actually spiritual warfare. It says seek and you will find. The word seek means, if you look in the Greek, uh, it means a lot. It means to seek, of course, it means to require, but it also means to demand. You're demanding. Now, you're not demanding anything from God, by the way, but there are spiritual forces that are holding up the things that belong to you. And you're making your demand. Now the Bible declares that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. Everything that belong, everything belongs to the Lord. Once I have called for this from the presence of the Lord, I've called for it from the presence of the Lord. I have received it. You're going to ask until you receive. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I have received it. You say, well, I don't see it. I don't see the $100 sitting here right now, but I know I have received it based on his character. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? I can receive this thing, even though I'm calling for my healing, even though I don't feel healed, I believe that I am healed. I have received it. It is mine. I possess it. I thank him now. I thank you, Lord, that it's mine. Thank you, Lord, for the healing by your stripes. I am healed. I receive it now in the name of Jesus. I don't have to continually barrage, you know, heal me, 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 because he's already done the thing. So I've called for my healing from his presence, and I have received it. Ask, and you shall receive. I have received this. Now I'm going after the things that are holding up its manifestation. Right? I'm seeking now. I'm seeking. I'm demanding. This is the word of God. This is what Jesus said. He said by his stripes, I am healed. I believe that I'm healed. I receive my healing. And so I declare right now, I demand that this healing manifests in my body. I demand that it does in Jesus' name right now because the word of God is true. The word of God is true. And every man is a liar. These test results are lying. I demand that this come to pass now in my life. What's happening? Look at, remember, at the poor widow woman. What did she do? She continued, continued to seek, continued to demand. Avenge me of mine adversary. Give me justice. Give me what is right. That's warfare. And the word knock simply means to, to strike until the way has been opened. To strike repeatedly until the way has been opened. Until the way has been opened. You understanding? Yes. What the unjust judge say? He said, well, uh, this woman is crazy. This person is crazy. I will give them what they want because understand something, it was already hers legally. 
He wasn't going to have to make a new law to give her what she wanted. It was already hers, but he was holding up what was already hers. And she continued to do warfare, continued to declare what was her right, continued to declare what was her right. She prayed without ceasing, and then eventually it broke. The promises of God to you are yes and amen. amen. The Father already said, all right, I'll release it to you. It's done. I'll release it to you. You ask until you receive. You call until you receive. You call until you receive. Well, what do you mean call until I receive? Let's go back. Let's go back with that again. Call until you receive. You ask until you receive. You call until you receive. Until you know that you have received it. You say, I know what the word says, but I don't really know that I have received it. Here again, you don't wait until your body confirms it or the doctor's reports confirms it. No, you receive it now. It is true. It has to be true within. I have this. This is so. I believe that my father is the God of his word. He spoke it and I receive it right now. I believe it and I receive it. And it is so in my life, regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel. I believe this. I have received it right now in the name of Jesus. Howbeit, it may just be in spirit form. It may be where I can't see it at the moment, but I know that I know that I know that I know that this is true in my life. And I receive this. And then the next thing I do is go into warfare. I begin to seek or demand. I begin to demand this come to pass. What do you, uh, my bank account says zero. What is, no, no, no. The father said he supplied all my needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. He said I will live life abundantly. He said I would have everything that I need. I'll never have want. I declare that this is wrong. I demand, I demand that these finances show up in my account. I demand opportunities. Whatever is holding this up from me must be broken. You understand? And I'm going to keep striking at that, continue to de- continuing to declare the word of God. What did God say about it? What did God say about it? Continue to declare. What did God say about it? And whatever's holding this thing up, because understand, you do have an enemy, right? You understand that, right? You do have an enemy who is actively working against you. Actively. He doesn't take vacations. Unless you deal with him, he's dealing with you. Why is this happening to me? You have an enemy who is actively working to destroy you. And unless you take it to him, he's going to continue. So if you know God said this and this is yours, continue to seek or demand. And continue to strike and strike if it takes two hours, if it takes two weeks, if it takes two months. Continue to strike and strike and strike. And that enemy will let it go. There's a horn that tells you it's true. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I think that may be a good place to stop today. Well, let me give you one more scripture. As we talk about, again, talk about the fellowship, and it's important for us to pray for each other. And as long as you are under the gun, the whole body is under the gun, so to speak. As long as you are under pressure for this thing, you're lacking in this, the whole body is lacking in this. If you're tormented, the whole body is tormented. Are you hearing? Because we're one body.
But when we all pray for each other, we look away from our stuff and see others and call their... Some of you are really going to actually do what I'm saying to you, right? What I'm saying, what the Lord's saying, you're really going to do this. And you're going to find relief in your own life, especially when you just call others' names forth. Now listen, you're going to call Aunt, Aunt Sally and everybody in your family. Yes, you're going to, yes, you're going to bring them for the Lord. Yes, you're going to pray about the president and everything else in the world. But I'm telling you, when you pray for your church family, those that have also been called here along with you. You say, God called me here. Jesus put me here in this fellowship. All right. Jesus put me here in this fellowship. As he put you here, he also put others here. And as you call their names out before the Lord, and as you pray with them with an eager tenacity, as you are zealous to pray for them, I'm telling you, things will break in your life. I'm telling you, as you call their names out, some of you are going to be really serious and go around with a piece of paper and say, what is your name? And you're going to begin to call their names out before the Lord and whatever's been vexing you, whether it's healing you're needing, whether it's deliverance you're needing, whether it's finance you're needing, whatever it is, whatever the area is, you're going to begin to pray that over them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for their finance, their healing. I thank you, Lord, for their emotional stability. Whatever the area, whatever is really on you, if, if fear is really uh, entangling you, you're going to be praying that they be bold, that they be courageous, breaking the power of fear off their lives. You're going to be really praying that God will use them in supernatural ways. I'm not sure how God's going to lead you, but whatever is tangling you, as you pray deliverance for them, you'll find it also breaking on your behalf. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, the Lord has given you the answer. Question is, will you do it? Or will we be like that person sitting on the sofa watching people exercise and wondering why we're not losing any weight. Are you hearing me? Let me show you one more. The Lord also called us to be devoted, and we'll take up with this one on next week, the Lord willing. The Lord also called us to be devoted to the fellowship, devoted to love one another. Let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. And verse 25 out of the New Living Translation, it says here, and let us not neglect our meeting together. We're going to be devoted to fellowship, devoted to one another. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Don't you know the Lord is near now? nearer now than he was then at any moment prophecy is fulfilled there's nothing that has to be done before the lord returns you have to be devoted sometimes you say i get up and i just don't feel like coming be devoted be devoted because there's something in you that we need and when you're not here we we miss that we lack that are you hearing we lack that we need you. The body needs you. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. So be devoted to the fellowship. Now, I know I'm speaking to people that are actually in here in the room right now. So obviously, you came. 
<laughs> I'm thankful. But for the others that are not here, and, and maybe when you feel like not coming again, understand that we need you. You're part of the body. Don't forsake the assembly. All right? Now let me show you, uh, well, let's, we'll, we'll hold off right there. There's more that I'm going to give you. Uh, let's go. One more. Galatians 6. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Galatians 6 chapter, and I think this is a good place to stop here. As we talk about now, we talked about being devoted to prayer, and we're, now we're going to be talking about, now we're talking about being devoted to uh, the fellowship, devoting ourselves to love one another. Have to do it. Have to do it. Look at Galatians 6, verses 1 through 5, out of the New Living Translation, and we will stop here for today. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if any, if, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should talk about him like a dog and gossip about him. No, it doesn't say that, does it? That's not what he ordered, is it? Is it? That's giving him baloney, isn't it? What, what did he say when somebody's in sin? Ooh, I saw him in the club. He shook it off. Ooh, he turned up and said what? Ooh. Are you with me? What did, what did Jesus order? Let's see what he ordered. He says, uh, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Look at verse 2. It says, share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Verse 3, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I know that's a slap in somebody's face. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. We're just reading the Bible. Oh, bless your heart. Verse 4, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Look at verse 2 again. Again, it says, uh, Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. So we'll stop here. Let me give you a picture that you can hold on to when you're praying for, uh, when you're praying for each other. Look around the room right quick. Online community, if there's somebody in your area right now, look at them too. Okay, all right. So I want you to remember this picture that I'm about to give you when you're praying for them. The Bible says, share each other's burdens. Now, if you look this word up in the Greek and really get into the word study of it, it gives you an example of a tomato plant and the stick that holds the plant up. Because of the weightiness of the tomatoes, they need a stick to prop it up. It's producing, but it's heavy. Burden means 
Uh, come on over, Minister Nelson. Let me make you famous. Come on over here. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Concept of bearing someone else's burdens. All right, you're stronger than me, so you bear mine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know, he's holding me up. Not perpetually, not all the time. If he has to hold me up all the time, there's another problem. But he's holding me up until I get strong enough to stand. Until I get strong enough to stand. Then when I'm strong enough to stand, if he's in trouble, then I can hold him up. Don't fall over too much. (laughs) Everybody understand what I'm saying? Uh, Who else? Uh, Come over here, bro, John. Come over here. Come on, come over here. Come on over here. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. You stand right here. If we if we're all locking, come on, Gordon. You tall. Come on over here. Come on. You you get on the other side of John. Come on. We'll all be famous today. Come on. Go over. Come on that side there. So, if we're all locking and we're all praying for each other, um, we're calling each other's names out before the Lord. If one gets a little weak, all right, John. Me and you gonna be weak this week. Lord help us. Are we. They're holding us up. Not all the time. We, we should be getting stronger. So we, let's get stronger, John. All right, so here we go. And, and did you hear Gordon? You can do it. He's encouraging us. Oh, he's falling again. Do it. Oh, you see, when we're encouraging one another until we get strong enough, right? Yes. This, is, this is how it should be. Yes. Something happens in finance. Something happens in relationships. Something happens in body. I'm sick and I, I just can't recover from this thing. What happens? The body holds each other up. We bear each other's burdens. Not just, you're not feeling well? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Hope you feel better. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hey, how about you? You doing well? Oh, great. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, okay. All right. How y'all doing there? How y'all doing? No, that's not it. See you next Sunday. Yeah, see you next Sunday. (laughs) All right. Hope you feel better. Bye-bye. Is that bearing his burden if I do that? No. No, that's, hey, I'm praying for you. I, I see something was wrong. Something was off. Let's, let's grab you. Yes. Let's grab you. Get them up. You understand? Encourage you. That's family. Yes. That's a body. Amen. Give these men a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, that is so awesome. That's so awesome. So once you see that picture all week long as you're praying, as you're calling people's names out before the Lord. Again, there's no shame you having uh, an ask for name passed today. If you don't know my name, I'll give you my name. That's okay. You have an ask, it's okay to ask somebody's name today. Okay? You have an okay. All right. Pastor Miko is going to help us out. And she's, she's doing things like this. Means she's going to type something. All right. So online community. Hey, send us your name as well. You're part of this fellowship as well. Send us your name. We'll put you on the list as well. Praise God. Uh, so, all right, give her your name. Make sure she has your name, and she'll get it typed up, and she'll, she'll give you a copy. Don't you have a wonderful pastor? I'm telling you, a wonderful first lady. She's going to help you. i make you write it down, but uh, she will help you. I pray you've gotten some of the word of God today. Let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Yes. 
So, Father, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the words you've given us today. And Lord, I pray for everyone here in our online community as well. Lord, I pray that we will stop giving you baloney and give you your steak, give you what you have ordered. Father, I pray today that your word become real to us and that we will see ourselves in these situations. And Father, we just repent. Lord, we just repent. We have not prayed as we should have for each other. Lord, we repent. We have not loved each other as we should have. We have not uh, committed ourselves or devoted ourselves to the fellowship and breaking of bread as we should have or nor to communion. Lord, we've just not. Lord, we've given you a lot of baloney uh, this year. We've given you a lot of baloney. But Lord, we want to give you what you want because you're worthy of it. You're worthy of all the praise, all the glory and all the honor. And Lord, you've been too good to us just for us to just give you scraps. We want to honor you with our whole entire life. And we ask you, Father, to empower us by your spirit to do what your word says, because we cannot do this without you. It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, Father, we ask today for a fresh anointing, for a fresh grace to love each other a fresh grace, Lord God, to fellowship with one another and to be concerned about each other. Lord, a fresh grace and, and, a, and a, an anointing to, uh, to get into your word, to get into your word and to worship you. Lord, I pray you be with everybody this week. Be with everyone, Lord God. Be with them. And their times of fasting and their times of prayer, just open their ears so they may hear your voice. And we thank you in advance for the breakthroughs. We thank you in advance for what you're doing in the lives of your people, and we'll celebrate you. We give you praise today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Online community, come by and see us when you get in the area. We love you now. See you next time. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand. Hallelujah. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.